Yo, no cold open today. I saw this one coming. So True. welcome everyone to the M&B podcast episode 11. My name as always is Max and my boy over here on the left, Brandon, give us a what's up. Howdy ho, howdy ho. How's everybody doing? What's up? What is today? It's a Saturday the 27th. The Look. 27th of January. There's still another day left in the weekend, dude. I love that about this weekend. I'm going to tell you that much. <laughs> you love that there's at least one more day left. That's yeah. how I feel every time we record because it's always on a Saturday and I'm like, I have a whole day of no responsibilities coming up after this. Yeah. Being um, being uh, like not a big Sunday fan, you know, like, yeah. uh, I, I really relish on my Saturday and my, my Saturday night, especially now that I don't go out like my Saturday night's even like honestly more important to me where I'm just chilling. I'm just doing what I want to be doing. That's like a whole other level of nice. And that's now why it's it kind of special when we can record early because when we get to record early, we get to have the nights to ourselves, which is very rare for a Saturday night because usually we spend them together. That's true. Yeah, we usually were doing the podcast. True. And, you know, I actually liked, we remember when we recorded that first one, like right in the first, the beginning of the day, I think we did the pilot episode at like, <laughs> I like was actually 11 like o'clock in the morning. I was yeah. on vacation and I was like, Hey, I got to get this out so that I can go do family vacation after this. Yeah. You literally were leaving and then you did one on family vacation, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yep. I was, I was committed in the beginning. I didn't want us to miss Anytime. Uh, I love that we're doing like a like a look back on the podcast right now. It's almost kind of like we're prescient. not even like we're not even like in the twenties yet, and we're already doing like a memoriam back to the beginning of the pod. Well, that being said, there might be more to that than people actually know about coming oh, up in the don't near make future. people think we're quitting now. That makes no, it sound like I'm we're quitting. I'm saying we might have a little bit of a look back type coming of thing soon, potentially next week, wouldn't that be fun maybe nudge, you should catch nudge. up on the episodes you haven't listened to because i know some of you fuckers have not listened to the stretch of five to eight yeah you reason. might be you might get a little lost next week when you're really digging in or the week after so keep your ears out make sure you catch up this week and when brandon says that just know he looks at the stats he knows which episodes y'all love he knows which ones you don't we we know i'm we so know. deep I'm so deep in the analytics. It's so like not deep even in funny. RSS analytics. God damn it. I'm really looking at them like <laughs> RAS. I'm learning. I'm learning what all the acronyms mean. I'm going to need the, uh, the answer for what those acronyms are at some point, by the way. How crazy is it that RSS is just the reason podcasts exist? Like, like the way it like hosts, like basically just runs the entire podcast industry and they basically only charge you 15 bucks a month. Yeah, but they're charging everyone like us 15 bucks a month. They're making a goddamn killing. No, well, no. A lot of people are making the mistake of doing free. They're going with Anchor. They're going with Mm -hmm. programs that are partnered with Spotify or Apple or whatever. And then they can't control when they run ads on their shit. They might not make money off of the ads on their shit. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff on that where I go, that's... You could just pay fifteen dollars a month to do it and the not, way everybody's and not have been random doing. Ads with but random people reading. what's crazy is that back in the day, and the reason I guess podcasting is where it is now is because RSS just put it up. It was free. You didn't have to yep. pay fifteen dollars a month up until pretty recently, actually. Yep. To the point where when they saw a guy sign a hundred and fifty million dollar deal, they went, maybe we need to start. Uh, <laughs> maybe we need to redo how we make money on this. Yeah, maybe it's time yeah. to start charging. Because if that guy made three hundred million dollars or thirty million dollars, and I only get fifteen dollars a month, I'm gonna be pissed. 
I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be upset. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, I would be. Um, so I'm going to jump right in because I know, you know, if no one saw seen at this point in the last couple of weeks, Brandon's had the merch on, but Brandon's a, a, a Bills fan, right? True. And, you know, last week we were together. I'm a Bucks fan. We watched both our teams lose, right? Back to back. Six hour period of just football season over for both of us, right? Sad, but true. Really healthy. Um, however... I think we took it better than some Chiefs fans have been taking winning games because we have this insane story coming out of Kansas City about a group of guys who got together. Uh, it was four guys to watch the Chiefs game. You know, they're close friends, right? They've been friends forever. They're all Chiefs fans. And this happened on January 7th. So that was this was the... Oh, the day after the day that lives in infamy. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Which, you know, the day after we record, too, because we My... recorded on January 6th this year. Yeah, Insurrection Day. But what happened is, is um, January 7th was that game where it was exceptionally cold in Kansas City and the Dolphins came up there and everyone was like, oh, dude, the Dolphins are going to get... Is that the one where Kermit broke his helmet? Yeah. Oh, no, my helmet. Fucking Kenny Powers and Kermit had a kid. His name is Patrick Mahomes, by the way, uh, if oh. anyone was wondering. Lamar That's how Jackson. you make the voice. I hope Stavro shows up with a gun, dude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> As you can see, some upset Bills fandom here, but. Not with a real gun, like a, like a fun play gun, a Minecraft gun. So. Essentially, what happened is is all four of these guys watched the game, the Chiefs-Dolphins game, and then according to the guy who owns the house, he went to bed, and they were all hanging out in his living room, and when he, w and he woke up, they were all gone. So he just thought they were gone, right? Uh, thought they went home, like they had hung out late at his house. Um, but what started to be interesting was is once we got some information that was not from him. Right. So now members, it's been two or three days at this point. We're talking January 9th, January 10th. And members of all three of the men's families who have now been missing, I should say. All three of these men have been missing ever since the end of that football game. Right. Right. And so they've been calling and texting their family members and the owner of the house for days. Right. Like each family said they reached out to the guy whose house it was on Facebook Messenger, just being like, hey, have you heard from my family member? The last time I heard from them, they were headed to your house, you know, to watch the football game. So I'm just oh, trying to so dark. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to see what the fuck's going on. And so two days after that, the fiance of one of the men had just had enough of like being ghosted by the owner of the house. And she just pulled up on the house looking for answers. So she knocked at the door and nobody answered. So she said, well, then I'm just going to go to the back door and I'm going to knock at the back door because I, I don't know what the fuck is going on. And she went to the back door, and when she got there, no one answered the door, but they she immediately saw a dead body just chilling in the snow, face down. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, I, but what, like, can, can you imagine just, like, I feel like it's such an unassuming, after so many days going missing after, a, after anything, yeah. and you're just like, I'm going to go over there. How is there not? I, I always think about in instances like this. How are how are 
how have you not surrendered to just calling the authorities? At this oh, point? like if you're the guy in the house, or how, if you're the person that needs to check in and bring somebody over there, go. I you're think going what yourself? happens is is these people they're they're in their twenties. These guys, they're our age. Kansas City is a big city, right? They they probably just didn't have the time or the resource to go over there, and the cops probably didn't think it was a big deal, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, that's maybe. really no, how I, mean, I you, feel. You could be right about that. But I will say, as soon as, as soon as she saw that one body, she called the cops immediately. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, that, that and tracks. And so the cops pull up, and they find in the backyard both, both other guys. So now all three of the missing men are in this guy's backyard. Okay? And now what's wild is, is this guy's been ghosting everybody for days, not answering his phone, not answering Facebook Messenger, not no, just, answering anything. Just not around. And then he just casually walks out the back door when the cops and her are in the backyard. Like, oh, hey, what's going on, guys? I didn't hear you. He just walked. He realized he what he did. He just walks right the fuck out the back door while they're he, in the backyard with the bodies. This man realized what he did that night, walked back inside, booted up Power World, <laughs> and just put it away in his head. He put well, it away in his head. He has a much better story than that, Brandon, as his defense. Um, he says he had no idea that they'd been back there for five days. No idea. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Likely story, I'm sure. And they asked, didn't you hear them, like, asking to be brought inside or anything like that? And he said, well, I fell asleep that night with my headphones in and a fan on, so I wouldn't have hurt anybody. Nice. Yeah, yeah. A fan is essentially being roofied. It's the yeah, same like thing. Dude, you're not gonna hear five, three of your homies punching the door outside while trying Screaming not to freeze. Screaming for their lives potentially. I assume. I assume if you were screaming for your life, you might. So, um, yeah, that did. You, you would might fucking hear, hear that you, over, you know, your AirPods and a fan. Right? I think the chances are you would definitely hear it. Yeah. So. I just really feel like he has something to do with this. He seems super sketchy, but at the same time, the police and the coroner have both said that there's no evidence of foul play and that essentially these guys just froze to death. Well, shout out to the coroner. Really just trying to get home, <laughs> sick, of, sick of working. You know he was a Dolphins fan, dude. It was late. They're probably... Oh, that's so real. <laughs> He saw three Chiefs dudes come in and he got sick to his stomach and he, he was said, like, "I'm not doing all that." No, I this story, yeah, I read about this earlier this week when it when it was people were talking about it on Twitter and it's just like, yeah, I saw a lot of speculation over like how or why he would have done this or something, but it's like at the end of the day, like it really people are so quick to be like, "Please tell me everything about how these people died," and I'm yeah. like. I get that. It's we need time. We, we all need to agree that that's super fun. <laughs> yes, we love to find these things out, dude. A hundred percent. But it's not really relevant, is it? No. Because this guy's a piece of shit. This guy. It doesn't matter if it was an accident, not an accident. If this guy was this neglectful, I mean, worst case scenario, he was just being neglectful. Like that's crazier almost to me than just killing these fucking people. And in my opinion, it's being neglectful that night and then 
the guy also, they talk about, he has two dogs. So your two dogs haven't gone in the backyard in the last five days and like freaked out that there's bodies back there or you haven't seen bodies in your backyard in five days. I just don't buy that you've, that you never saw these. Yeah. There's no way you must have known somewhere along the line that, uh, your friends all died in your backyard. And Sorry. like none of your homies have been hitting you up for the last five days. They also said that the cars of the friends were parked down the street still. Like it was city parking, but they were parked on the fucking street. I just, and he's like, yeah, well they would leave their cars there if they were drunk, but not for days. Wait, so all their cars were parked at his house. Like, like a block down. Yeah. Still. How did they all know? Did they say how they all knew each other? I think they, I think they, I read on one article that they were like high school friends. Ooh. Yeah. God damn, dude. I would never do that to you. Just so you know. Right, I don't no. have it in If me. you got to say it, I'm a little concerned now. The second somebody <laughs> says something like that to you, run away. Well, you know, fucking check yourself, bitch. That's all I got to say. Oh, I'm fucking checked, dude. I, yeah, I don't understand. So if they just knew each other casually and this happened, like, I did they did they end up declaring how they actually died, though? <laughs> so at this time, all we I, know is you know, no I was evidence. Just, I was just taking a really hard stance on finding this out because it doesn't really matter. But the gremlin 4chan kid in me is also like... But what happened, though? Where's the (laughs) photo of it? Is there a photo of it? I haven't seen photos of the frozen bodies yet, to be fair. I have not. They'll be on Twitter soon. Yeah, they'll be on X. They'll be on Reddit within a couple days. This is a fresh story. It did happen this week. Um, I I will say, though, like the family is not buying this shit either. I have a quote here from a family member of one of the three men they didn't say which guy but they said it's devastating because i just want to know what happened i just want to know how things went down even if we don't ever know the answer it'll always be something that kind of lingers in the back of my head no 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 fucking no fucking shit that's literally like the tamest way to say it like yeah and she, she finishes by saying, because it's not something I'd wish on anybody. And just thinking of him going through it hurts. Like, yeah, dude, he, he literally froze to death because the autopsy doesn't have any proof of um, injury, you know? So I don't understand if there's no evidence of foul play, then there's no evidence of injury. Yeah, I'm curious about that. I want to see these autopsy reports. Like, I, like did they get poisoned? Is that the idea? They they were poisoned or something? Like, how else would they have all died at the same time? Well, this also, like, begs the question, like, Doesn't why didn't they Doesn't sound like they leave? froze to death. Yeah. To me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very... We're, this is one of those ones that we're definitely going to have to keep up on as we go, because I feel like we're going to hear more about this as time goes on, for sure. Oh, yeah. Netflix 16-part documentary series <laughs> were... <laughs> they interview, I don't even know, like a neighbor that actually didn't live anywhere near them or something. Uh, the cars were parked outside of my house and I complained about it. <laughs> I'm the one, yeah, who set off this chain of events. And it's like they're like the narrator character now because they couldn't get anybody else important to talk. Because everyone else is either in jail or like far, far removed from this by now. That's actually, re- that dude. What a sad reality that TV has kind of come to. That's that's really where we're at, though. So, 
I will say this week I do have a, a story that I, I saw this morning. I might be the first person to actually give a shit about this, but do you remember Gail Lewis? Um, kind of. Maybe? She became quite the meme when she logged off familiar. at Walmart for her last shift, uh, retiring. Oh, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen a bunch of different clips of this, so maybe yeah. I, I don't know the specific one, but I've seen people just straight up get on the phone and be like, "What's up, motherfuckers? Fuck exactly. you! Yeah. Go I'm to Target. Off, I've been shitting in the food. <laughs> it was like." tied up to be this whole thing where she logged off and it was supposed to be a heartfelt thing and that was like oh it's it was a nice that one way. it was that was the original one was supposed so to be rare nice. to see a nice one i know and that was the original one it was okay. like an, a lady and so it, but then it became a little bit of an internet sensation and like you said many people were creating memes of gail's final minutes at walmart with like sad music while kids began trying to steal the fucking telecoms at Walmarts and create their own like sign out videos. Yeah, they're right? trying to create a moment, which yeah. I appreciate. You gotta so create you have to create these moments. You know? Exactly. You and do. because of this, Gail kind of became a moment, right? And I will say, I don't know why I got tied up in this, but like six months ago, there was like a little documentary where these guys went to the Walmart that Gail signed off at and they interviewed people who worked there. And every single person there was like, I have no idea why she did that shit. She did not sign off every day. She did it like she never talked to anybody who worked here. It was really weird. Um, kind of just painted her out to not be the person that she says she was. Right. Okay. I see. So then, she was a non-valued Walmart employee. Yeah, they didn't value her for shit, wow. right? And so... I hear they all, treat their valued employees very well. The people well, who, what, like... What justifies a Walmart valued employee? What do you mean? Like, what Somebody makes who's them better? good at the job. Like, you show up on time and you put the shit on the shelves, right? Mm, come on, dude. There's more to it than that. I mean, it's... A, it's look at a it Walmart. It depends on what job you have there, right? Just remembering where everything in a Walmart is gives me agita. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, have you ever been to Walmart and you ask someone who's working there? By the way, I didn't mean this in a negative way. I mean it in like, like, what do the statistics scale? You know right. what I mean? Like, no, what well, is yeah. the sheet? You know what I mean? That they go off of. And like, what I'm wondering is like, I've seen, you ever been to a store and you're like, hey, where is this? And they're like, I don't know. And then you go up to another guy and he's like, B4, bottom left, fourth row in. And it's like right there every time. Like that's the guy who should be getting this. The definition of a valued Walmart employee is the one who like tries to call off for his dad's funeral. You don't give it to him and then he comes into work. Don't worry about it. I'll be there. Yeah, no, he fights you. No, he goes, yeah. I really need to stay. It's, you know, and you go, no, dude, you need to come in. And then he comes in. You got to give that's your valued, but you never give him a raise. No. You give him more hours. You let him do what he wants. You know, that's a valued Walmart employee. If you ask, me. that's how they. That's how they do it. That's kind of how it works. Oh man. Well, I will say um, this. This whole Gale thing happened like, God, almost a year ago, right? That's when I remember it. And now it seems like you know, as the internet does, things become really cool, and then they become not so cool anymore really fast right we live in a new age where things recycle music movie tv every day right and so gail fell off the loop but it seems like she's coming back in the most cringe way possible which i hate podcast 
Almost, dude. Live streaming. The only thing more cringe than podcasting. Yeah, walk in the line, dude. Walk in the line. Wait, how old are how old's Gail? Gail's like seventy five years old. Holy fuck. What is she on? Like kick? With like So so <laughs> yesterday I'm on YouTube and I find a video of Gail getting kicked out of fucking Walmart. The place that she was once honored the most, dude. With that fucking asshole live streamer, Danny Duncan. You know these who are, that is? These are fake. These are lies concocted by Gail. No. <laughs> yeah, dude. This whole I think Gail's whole thing was a facade, you know? I think it's all just to make her more interesting, you know? But you know who Danny Duncan, the, the weirdo streamer, is, right? No. He's one of those dudes that, like, eight-year-olds watch that has, like, you know, mop-top hair. And you can look him up. You've probably seen him before on, like, a the, compilation video. I'm aware of the type. Yeah, you know, goes into a place, they're like 15 years too old to be acting the way they are, but kids watch it, so they do it all day. Sure. Yeah. I know the type. Yeah. So, in the video that I had the misfortune of watching, Gail and Danny go to multiple Walmarts where they steal the intercom and, you know, Gail redoes the whole final speech, right? But nobody's fucking buying it. She gets kicked out of a whole bunch of Walmarts. And now, instead of being the savior of Walmart, Gail's kind of the villain. She's like, it's sad, dude. Well, you know, what goes around comes around. Walmart ain't gonna look out for you. Look out for yourself. Don't expect to come in and they'd all be open (laughs) arms. Hey, how you doing, Gail? Shaking her hand. Hey, Gail. No I one's there anymore. They no don't, one, they don't everyone who like she worked do. with is dead. Dude, she retired like a year ago. <laughs> everyone who she's ever worked with is dead now. And she's she's walking into a room full of fresh faces, to be honest with you. They all died. They all yeah, got she's COVID. walking into different stores. She's not even going into her old store. What's sad about this is a 75-year-old still has to work in this country. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Agreed. Like, I don't even necessarily mean, like, you got to pay for everything for old people, because not everywhere can afford that, but America probably could. But, but you know, your social security should cover it not, earlier than 80. Yeah, it's kind of hard to yeah. point to a place that goes and does it, but places instead respect their old people they go i like old people they're nice and they know a lot and i'm not gonna I keep them in my house you i'm know? not gonna That's what they do yeah they they well yeah they're revered as respected members of the family and they're treated as such and they're you know where i learned that from where mulan Mulan, Japan, yeah. big one, yeah. Mulan That's why taught I, me a lot about that kind of life when I was a kid. Well, I, was like, I think why it, do all these people live together. I think it keeps your old people young. I think it helps keep them, you know, Current, of sound mind. You yeah, know? like talking to younger people all the time and keeping them informed on what's going on, that type of thing. And then on top of that, you should have family taking care of them. That's just going to make you last longer every time. Absolutely. And I just every feel time. like, you know. Mexico does it a lot, too. Mexico is a real big proponent of this. They really respect the elders down in Mexico. They have their, you know, grandma, grandpa. They always come in and live in after a while. If they can't give them a good standard of living somewhere else, they always have them live with them. And it's usually not even a thing you question. You just are there no, for you it. just see it and you go, oh, okay. it's just as normal as like when we were in high school, somebody telling us that we need to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> Down hey, in Mexico, you didn't they listen just and go, I did. And I just have a ton of debt now. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Good on debt. you. Good on you. 
Uh, that's not how anybody made me feel at the time, but yeah. Yeah, well, you you told them, so tell them. Well, to shut I the always fuck up. make this joke, but everybody always says that uh, you know everybody I know and I like. Well, put it this way: everyone in in high school around the age we went to school, like in like the you know early 2010s or whatever. Everybody who went to a vocational school was called yep. a a retard. <laughs> yeah, I quite mean, frankly. That's what- that's and, and, 2012 verbiage, ladies and, I, and gentlemen. And I look at it now, and I look at those people, and those people are making good money. Some, a lot of them have houses. A lot of them yeah, are able to support. Yeah, they built with their own two hands because they learned how to do that in school. Because they learned to trade. <laughs> exactly. And trades rarely, like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to replace a trade with something else because that, that it's that human touch that kind of makes it a trade. And There's no tech that's going to do your plumbing or you know, make or build your house or anything, like, at the level of a You're not going to cut your own hair either you know that type of shit all of that shit is encompassed in like you know the trades and it's like i don't you know it's just it's it's clear that we went through like a little bit of an indoctrination at the time where it was like college good you know learning anything else bad as a way to funnel people into this debt like yeah like it's like actually crazy how much it's transparent in in retrospect now that people have gotten degrees and not been able to use them and stuff like that. Like that's a tragedy in itself too, but I don't know, dude, it's crazy. I wish I had gone to school sometimes, but I, I dated a girl who went to college. So I got, I went to a little bit of here and there when I would see her or whatever. And you know, it was all right. It was all right. Those are just important years, if you ask me. Like, regardless whatever of whatever you do is important, yeah. right? During that regardless time, it, of it's important. Yeah. If it's college or whatever, it could be your job, whatever it is. If you're if that eighteen to twenty one, you're out of being a teenager into early adulthood, like trying to figure shit out. Like that's a big part of people's yep. shit. Agreed, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I think everyone remembers last week. Brandon and I were together, and I just want to say. Thank God you got here and made it home safe after all the fucking Boeing plane shit that's come out in the last week and a half. Uh, yeah, the uh, three, three major incidents, like yeah. two caught on camera. Well, I was here to talk about a new one. Also, they've added this week, which happened in the Atlanta airport that you used to get home, right? Oh, this you is went, the one I saw yesterday. Yeah, I think, you dude. went Pensacola, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, Philly, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this happened only like three days after you left, but there was a Boeing 757 that had 190 people on it. It was 184 passengers and six crew members. And while they were taxiing to take off... The fucking nose wheel just fell off. The plane tilted and it just rolled down the tarmac like a 90s sitcom. That's how I think that's how fucking Travis Barker almost died. Oh, is that what happened? Like when they went to I land? Think it, it like was fell no, off. he's it, taking off and his oh, fucking really? wheel blew and his shit skid out. Yeah. So I will say in this, none of the passengers were hurt, right? Thank God the plane had not taken off yet. Uh, The report states the plane was lining up and preparing for takeoff as the wheel rolled away from the plane. Oh my God. That's like a (laughs) cartoon straight up. It's straight up like something out of Family Guy, right? bouncing down the runway like... And this is what I think is insane. Boeing has declined to comment and directed any questions about any of these incidents to the airlines. 
What do you mean to the airlines? They're That's there. What I said, what oh, the fuck to the, do you mean? Like, to like to Southwest, Delta and to Southwest, Delta. Yeah. But here's my question. If I bought a Toyota car and the Toyota car blew the fuck up and I didn't do anything to the car, no one, no, everyone's going to be really curious when Toyota says, well, go ask Max what happened to it. It's a good point. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the tire stuff, it's, like, really easy to fucking, like, that's just routine shit, and it could happen to anybody. It's the door stuff. It's, like, the manufacturer stuff. I mean, I'm sure maybe the tire might have something to do with it with, like, a manufacturer error with the screws or whatever, but I saw a meme. Did I, I posted it on Instagram that was, like, call me a 737 because I've got a few screws loose and I sucked a guy off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, pause <laughs> well i will say they said with that there have been heightened security on all of the boeing planes in the united states by federal regulation after what you're talking about take them down of the, take them down take them down but a bring piece them down of the fuselage fell on the alaskan airline flight leaving the gaping hole in the jet which we all talked about, by the way, because they only wanted to give everyone $1,500 for experience. What still blows that. my mind, and I've been thinking about this a lot, is like, what happened? How long were they in the air for without that piece of the I, plane? I genuinely don't have any idea. Like, how I high think about up it in the, the sky time. were they? Like, did they have to, like, land that plane from, like, 10,000 feet with a gaping hole in the side? And, like, was yes. the, the, clearly there wasn't anybody seated there, right? Like... When's that Scully movie coming out? The guys that landed the plane with fucking a hole in it. Oh, God, that's just terrifying. Yeah, the rap rapid decompression of that plane has got to make you feel insane because that entire cabin's pressurized. You know, that entire plane cabin was filled with vomit and shit yeah. when they fucking landed. <laughs> I mean, dude, my question is, like, imagine you have that aisle seat and you're not in the window. Oh, no. And all dude, you imagine you have the door seat. Oh, and you just see it. Like, hold all, me, hold uh, me. You're trying to get in the aisle, and you just like feel the wind whipping against you from the outside, the sky outside. You're in the sky, careening through the sky. So on Wednesday, Boeing CEO uh, David Calhoun said that the company would not let its aircrafts fly unless it was sure of their safety. We don't put planes in the air that we don't have 100% confidence in, Calhoun told reporters in Washington, D.C., which sounds like a crock of fucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it, it writing's on the wall at this point. Like, there's already been somewhat of a whistleblower attempt to like tell not like a like an official like federal whistleblower or anything but like somebody from the company speaking out and saying that they tried to notify everybody of the issues with the screws in the paneling and they've just fast-tracked it moved it up because it's a new plane they wanted to get it out like the same kind of bullshit you'd imagine anywhere but now you have to imagine it in like the most precarious place you could be in the entire world which is 30,000 feet potentially up in the sky. Which, like, 30,000 feet, that's the one place I'd like us to take the little, like, you know, extra precautions, right? I need, I, I, you know what, at this point, I would check my bag for 100 parachutes in the fucking overhead compartments. Because it's like, I, I'll throw one on, dude. I mean, yeah. if that's what, I, what would suck is if they did do that and they gave you the parachutes 
and then something like this happens and you fucking bail out, but you didn't need to, they were going to land the plane. You're just parachuting like, and yeah. you watch the plane go down. Stay like, later. panel flies Fuck. off. Everybody freaks out for a second. You grab this new parachute from the overhead bin, throw that bitch on. You're like, I've never been more ready in my life. And you bail out of that bitch. And you look back and no <laughs> one's following you. You just you turn around. Everyone is just you. You're like, well, what the? F- Did everyone else die? You, you do you a get, couple you- of backflips to try to impress everybody, and no one's looking. You land in the jungle, and literally everyone else just lands on the tarmac. Yeah, you're where like, did the? Ah. They're in Alaska, dude. Imagine you just yeah. land in the Alaskan wilderness. You're dead in like 15 minutes. Some real true detective shit, if you ask me. Hundred percent. All right. So you remember when everyone thought that crypto was going to be the shit? Yeah. Oh, I, I remember. <laughs> Big well, time. <laughs> I thought for sure, I always said, wouldn't it be smart if someone who was like in the in a religion, an organized religion, got into crypto? Because then you're talking about like maybe the possibility of untaxable crypto, right? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, sci- sci- Scientology coin. Yep. So then I... Christ found this coin. story today, which finally answered my question. A Colorado pastor for an online church has been accused of stealing $1.3 million through a crypto fraud scheme in which his video statement regarding the incident, he says the Lord told him to do this. <laughs> yeah, the Lord told him uh, to invest in crypto. I hate cr- dude. <laughs> And it's not even that I hate the concept of crypto because I get it. It's like, oh, we want to take power away from like the big financial powers and yeah. put it into work, like normal people's hands. On, on paper, it sounds like a great idea. Wouldn't hate yeah. it. Money's fake anyway. Might as well like distribute it more evenly. But is that what's happening? No, someone or, else is just being in charge now. Or is it just the stock market with... The Be same with, people with investing money. in it. Yeah, now yeah. it's like big capital is entirely yeah. tied up in it. Like El Salvador as a country entirely runs on it. I'm like, that's an interesting thing where I look at it and go, I would like to learn more about that. Uh, the El Salvador stuff is pretty crazy. Have you read about that at all? I haven't, but now you're going to make me look into it for yeah. maybe one of our next uh, Things for our other podcast. They've put it all in on on Bitcoin and and Ethereum and all of like the big players. All and the stuff. big players in the crypto it's, market. It's pretty interesting because it's like your country could fold any minute, regardless. So you might yep. as well see what happens if you invest in. <laughs> might this. as well roll. It's like they're gambling with what they have left. It's yeah, like they're, they're down to their last fifty, and they're like, put it on black. Yeah, put I mean, it on you've black. got countries in all directions <laughs> looking at your positioning in the. Uh, in the ocean going, I like what I see there. I might, yeah. I might take that for me. Well, so. we have this man, his name is Eli Regalado and he marketed his own crypto called INDX coin to Christian communities in Denver saying God told him people would become wealthy if they invested. All right. All right. Well, now you're over here. You're over here. like rolling your eyes, right? This but is Nexium. It, it's Nexium with crypto. Now, INDX coin was incredibly successful as our man Eli raised nearly $3.2 million. 
I mean, that's a lot of money. In that's crypto, a lot of fucking money to raise for your coin. So what? Like, and this is what I don't understand. Crypto. It's like so people pay for the coin. Yep. One coin. Uh, however, I, one coin costs this. It's like stock, just like you said. You can buy one coin. You can buy one stock. You can buy thirty coins. You can buy thirty stocks. And Would something. one stock refer to like a share? I guess so. One. Yeah. Yep. But I've seen people buy way less than one Bitcoin. Like they, there's only. I think you can, like, because I think they became so expensive. Well, over Bitcoin time that you is can limited, buy a percentage. right? Like yeah. that's where the that's where the value is established with it. Where it's like they they're not making more Bitcoin. They truly don't print like the federal government. They is just what they started don't off create on. Yeah. new shit. But some other ones, like Ethereum, does create new Ethereum. So some of them work totally differently, which is kind of weird. Interesting. I never knew that. I'm getting my crypto talk with Brandon. Uh, this is the thing. Is like I hate that I've absorbed even this much because I don't even understand it. Yep. Well, let's have a crypto guy. You have any crypto guys that would come on and explain it to us? I like, don't. But like we, I'm sure that we could just like you know go. I want and one of those guys who corners you at a party and like really freaks you out about this shit. I want one of those. Do those people still exist? A hundred percent. Okay. They're probably making more money now than ever because there's less people involved in it and they know how to manipulate things. Now they can get their hands in it more. Yeah. Well, I will say of the $3.2 million he raised for INDX coin, at least $1.3 million of that went directly into the Regalado's private bank account and was used for their own personal benefit. Now, what I think is fucking crazy is in, his, in Eli's video addressing the claims... He says of the 1.3 million, because he doesn't deny any of this. He says, listen, I stole that 1.3 million. He said half a million went to the IRS and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel the Lord told us to do. Yeah, we love uh, a remodel that the Lord told. I feel like that's what everybody who gets a home remodel ends up like justifying it to themselves by being like, the Lord told me that I needed to do this. And God said I need this countertop. God said that if I give this money to my loved ones and friends and family that I would yep. severely regret it. So I'm going to, I'm going to get a fridge that has a motherboard in it and a ray tracing graphics card so that you could run Doom Eternal on the front screen <laughs> instead of helping. Well, I will say, although in the video he says that he only spent it on those two things, there is paperwork out there that explains that he actually spent the funds on those things plus a Range Rover, luxury handbags, jewelry, Boat rentals and Only a snowmobile fans. adventure. Yeah, that's cool. Snowmobile adventure. Adventure. Where'd he go? I don't know, but he had a fucking load of fun, I guess. I mean, he's in Denver. He probably went on a really nice one. That so, was probably worth it, actually. <laughs> now, Regalado claims that God told him investors would become wealthy if they put money into INDX coin promoting it as a low-risk, high-profit investment pegged to the average value of the top 100 cryptocurrencies in the world. I don't even know. I, I honestly don't even know what any of that means. That just means that he said that his crypto coin had the worth that the top 100 crypto coins in the world had when it was probably like 
But like worth nothing like at all. Do- you're saying that yours costs almost as much as Dogecoin, dude. That's exactly, a or Ethereum sell. or anything else like that. He was telling everyone that God said that's its worth. Yeah, God yeah. told him. God basically decides everything that goes on in the markets. If you want to think about it that way. Yes. Well, you know who doesn't feel his way about what God said is the security divisions of finances in Colorado. They don't feel that he that God told them no, to do this. They no. don't. They don't think no. so. They don't think so. They don't think God told him to rip people off using cryptocurrency. Nope, they're not buying it. That's really, I think that he is grounds to sue, potentially. Yeah, he should sue him right back. For f- religious freedom. I will for say. For right to <laughs> organize and practice his religion. I will say, with that in mind, he let us know, with Eli's final closing, he said... We took God at his word and sold the cryptocurrency with no clear exit. What we're believing for still is that God is going to do a miracle. God is going to work a miracle in the financial sector. Yeah, sure is, dude. The miracle (laughs) is going to be you not getting fucked in the ass in in prison for (laughs) accidentally accidentally ripping people off using cryptocurrency which is really funny because like that's not a fair that's not a fair treatment of some guy but like who just you know does financial fraud i think that they should actually be uh sent to you know potentially uh guantanamo bay Oh, yeah, you want Guantanamo Bay for these folks? I think instead of Guantanamo Bay for terrorism, we do Guantanamo Bay for white-collar crime for a period of, like, 10 years. Just for 10 years. Look, if you get caught up in that 10-year time period, that's on you. That's on you. That sucks. We gave you a fair warning that we were going to switch things around a little bit. And when we start actually cramping, like, you know, the terrorism is going to go away. When yeah. we get when we start getting rid of all these these guys who are doing cooking the books and setting the up these problem, deals right? and creating a pro- yeah these terrorists are just guys who are like I don't like living here anyway so I might as well do something to affect it and we're like yeah we're gonna give you money up until a certain point and then you'll be armed enough for us to consider you a threat and then we'll take over your country that's kind of our play which is a cute it's a cute like risk chess move which is nice but. <laughs> It's nice. It works. Yeah. But, you know, I think it, I think this works. I think this is sound, dude. <laughs> sound sound plan all around. Yeah, I think I think what I just said, 100% of it makes sense. <laughs> well, you know what I don't think is a sound investment? What? Stanley Water Cups. <laughs> dude, tell me <laughs> tell me that while you definitely have some in your house, dude, right? Dude, you were at my house. We had some Stanley Water Cups. My wife buys every kind of water cup known to man, and I will say we've had the Stanley Cups for years, but you brought it up when you were here. Like the Stanley Cups are getting out of control, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot about them. I've just seen people freaking out going to Target, being mean to the Starbucks Target employees cuz the poor poor Starbucks employees. The Starbucks employees. Rip. Well, we've seen it like, you know, customers camp overnight and go to great lengths just to get their hands on the limited edition colored tumblers, right? The resellers have taken advantage and you're now seeing fucking these goddamn cups on eBay for like two, three hundred dollars, which blows my fucking mind. Yeah, this is a this is a big to do. Yeah. 
So when the limited edition colors come out, people try to wait for them just so they can fucking sell them, right? Yeah, I used to have somebody at Starbucks that would do this. We had these grid cups that would go for a lot of money, and um, then we did limited edition runs and stuff like that. And I used to have people come in and try to order whole boxes of them from me and see if I can order. Dude, no kidding. I had somebody who was running an Etsy store where they they, all they did was resold, right? Resold cups. That's all they did. And they would like come in and clear me out of the stuff that I didn't sell. And I mean, it was kind of nice, but it got rid of your backlog. But at the end of the day, you knew she was making thousands of dollars a week on that shit. What a crazy concept, dude. She was probably making bank. I mean, that's because I'm nice. Yeah. And I'm willing to help her out, but you should have asked her for a cut. I mean, I honestly should. Yeah. Well, we've reached a new mania with the Stanley Cups uh, where we had a woman arrested this week for attempting to she just went on a full on steel cycle like she was going from store to store to store, just taking every single Stanley off the fucking rack and putting it in a shopping cart. And walking right out the door and putting them in her trunk. Do you think this has to do with like having a mentee be or do you think that this is just like naturally like she was just like this is how I'm gonna make money today. Yeah, she's naturally like a like just a conniver. She's just like I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna steal every fucking cup (laughs) I see, and I'm just gonna go home and sell that shit on Facebook Marketplace like it didn't even happen. Well, you know, what they say all the time is now, you know, I think people have this false sense of reality when it comes to buying shit or stealing shit where it's like, oh, they, they've been told they not to interact with you, so you'll never get in trouble anymore. Right. But the reality of the situation is, is that they just call the cops and the cops arrest you like 30 minutes later. That's why they don't interact anymore. Oh, there's a lot of places where cops won't arrest you for shoplifting now. Yeah. Well, I think this woman thought that was what was going to happen. She had went to like three stores and had cleared out and hadn't gotten in trouble. But for some reason, that fourth target, they called the police. They were having a bad day. They said, not today. Say, not today. We're taking you in. We're taking and, you in. Dude, the pictures of the cops' arrest is fucking hilarious. Because first of all, it's literally over 65 Stanley Cups. It's over $2,500 worth of these stupid fucking tumblers. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. And that's just in, like, the value of them at the store. Like, imagine what those costs resale if they're rare ones. Or My thought is, is I think, like, a limited edition one probably came out, and she just scooped all 60 yeah, like of them the, at the, every the store pink she ones could. that everybody was just freaking out yeah, about. Yeah, like the Valentine's Day pink one that everyone was creaming their jeans over, How much do these retail right? for? Dude, they sell for, like, 40 bucks, oh and God, then you can sell them for, like, 300 bucks. so expensive. Bucks. 300 yeah. bucks? Yes. The red one goes for 300 bucks. I looked it up for this episode, because I was like, that's the new hot one. Right. Why is red? Because it's Valentine's Day. You just broke in your brain. It's a, yeah, literally. I didn't know it said. <laughs> I what is going on with people with the cups? You're like, I don't. Why? Why would I care that it's Valentine's? Day? It, you. Yeah. <laughs> I just got like a spinny wheel for a second there. Like, <laughs> yeah. It looked like our connection froze. That's not possible using the gear that we use. It's not possible. <laughs> Um, wow. That's, yeah. that makes me ill that people are just like, we used to freak, I, I, I miss when we used to freak out for, uh, Tickle Me Elmo. A Yo, good, Furbies. a fun, Furbies dropped? an item that we used to yeah. beat each other's asses for. Cause and it now, did cool shit. Yeah. Well now we're just doing it over a water cup, water cup. 
a water cup so you can be the coolest healthy bitch on the street nobody cares drink less water Brandon 2020 2024 drink less water drink less water and beat the allegations 2024 now what I thought was hilarious is is they called the police and the police actually like took a photo where they took all the different cups and lined them up like it was drugs and I thought that shit was actually fucking hilarious and they also arrested her for a DUI which means when she was doing this she was just hammered put her in jail she was hammered, dude. Just running through targets. Being really drunk and just stealing the Stanley Cups kind of paints a different light on it where I go, that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, the alcohol kind of paints a new light on it, doesn't it? Yeah, that's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> I think I like her more now, right? Yeah, I think I might. Like, personally, I might have some more sympathy for her. But imagine you're, like, trying to be a good egg. You're, like, waiting in line for this fucking cup like an idiot. That's what you're doing. No offense if you wait for the cups. I get it. I've waited for the Harry Potter book. Transphobic. I waited for Halo 3. I waited okay? I happens. waited overnight for the transphobic Bible. Okay? <laughs> and I literally took off took off the next day off school so I could read the transphobic Same. Bible. Hey, it was the last one. It mattered. My parents were like, the fact that he wants to read is enough for That's exactly what up. my mom said. At least you're reading. Yep. I'd be yep. like, Mom, and I'd just jerk off all day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, to this day, you still have no idea what happens in Harry Potter. <laughs> never read Harry Potter. I never read Harry Potter. You can't even open my Harry Potter books, dude. They're so they're glued shut, dude. Um, yeah, the transphobic Bible. That's what I would wait for. And you know, so I get it. You're waiting for the Stanley Cups. That's the whole thing. But you know, I I just go. When is it ever going to end? When are you gonna? release yourself from this hell when are you going to give yourself something that you uh, unless this is your first stanley cup in which case i will go <laughs> it's yeah. gotta be a special one yeah whatever go crazy if you really want one specific one that's cool but if you already have one and you're like putting yourself through this all the time to get more and you're not making a profit on it <laughs> you're sick and if you're making yeah. a profit on it you're also sick you're a weirdo you're doing fl- like you're like a like one of those creeps in runescape who would like hang out on the the edge of the wilderness where people would die fighting each other and then you'd, they'd go in and steal the gear and then go back and sell yep. it. Like, you're like one That's of those exactly guys. That's exactly what it is. Those are those people. You're one of those guys. I'm dating myself on that JavaScript game that I'm describing. <laughs> I know people who are still hopelessly addicted to RuneScape, though. It's, it's pretty tight. You can play it on, like, a Chromecast computer. You can play it on it your phone now, like, perfectly. It runs perfectly. It's like I'm gonna so, have to look into that. I used to love it. As I have my old store. dude. If you want to play RuneScape, I have my old account. Like I'll literally, I'll help you level up. We'll chill. We can like. Shit, that sounds like fun. We can stream it onto it. Well, I will say one. I, I want to buy an Xbox just to play Power World, but we'll see. Buy a PC so you can we'll play see. Power World with me. I wonder if I could play Power World on Steam on my MacBook. You might be able to, Maybe. but. MacBook might not be strong enough. Strong to enough, right? Power up those drivers, bro. I don't really know. Ooh, that's what I'm worried about. I don't want to buy it if it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Pa- Mac right. doesn't take the games very well. It doesn't take the games very well. Well, I have one more story I want to talk about. We had a couple more on the docket, but I'm going to save the, the last one because, again, I feel like I need some more info going into it. But the last thing I want to talk about today is is I don't know if you remember like way back probably like episode two or three we found out about the guy who froze his friend in Europe 
so that he could collect his benefits and no one knew that he was actually dead. Right. We now have an American story of this. Like, this has now become the new fad. Um, storing them in the freezer or? <laughs> yeah. So a Kansas couple. It's like the hot thing to do. Or <laughs> it's forgive, a hot button ticket. Forgive dude. my wordplay there. It's obviously not <laughs> hot. It's the cold thing to it's do. It's the cold dude. thing to do. But I'm wondering, like, how? what kind of freezer are you putting a body in? Because, like. If I even if you're trying to put me in my freezer or fridge or like my freezer, forget about it. My freezer is like a quarter of the size. No, you see, I think it's got to be one like of those big, ones that they keep meat in, like in the yeah. garage that like, you know, you pop yeah. open like this yeah. and it's like five, six feet long, you know, okay. like a foot wide. That's what I'm always picturing yeah, when I hear these one stories. Of those? I don't have one of those. People who hunt, you know, people in Kansas, I feel like. If you own so, one of those, I'll never look at you the same. Yeah, I automatically think there's a body in there because I watched too much CSI as a kid. Yeah. So they're I mean, always in those in CSI. That's where they go. Yep. That's why I think that. I get it. So this Kansas couple was charged with collecting more than $215,000 in retirement benefits on behalf of the woman in the relationship's dead husband. They can or dead dead father. They concealed his body inside their home for six years. That is so incredibly long. Now, authorities say that Mike Carroll died in 2016 at the age of 81, and they know that because he had a pacemaker in his body, and when they finally ripped his body out of this house, they were able to see that the pacemaker stopped working in 2016. Wow. So Yeah, so his heart hasn't been on since 2016. That shit's just been, he's been dead for years. Almost, yeah. wow, almost a decade. So even though he died in 2016, the Overland Park police did not discover the body until 2022 after his son-in-law, Kirk Ritter, called police to report the death. They called in to report it like they thought this body was just going to be normally taken like no one was going to have any questions that he died now and not six years ago oh he's uh he's been dead almost eight years that's fine that's fine well it's cool oh yeah don't worry about it buddy that's actually normal what's wild is is they actually took his body out of the freezer like a day in advance and stuck it in the bed like he had died in the bed (laughs) that's actually gross because like How, how, imagine taking a frozen, like a very frozen for years. What does he imagine feel like coming smell, out? Dude. What does he feel like coming out? Like, is he like hard? Stiff. Hard. Like, like you rock know when you hard? break apart those push pops? Oh, yeah. 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 Is he, could you shatter him if you threw him hard enough? If you dropped him, you'd probably break him. I mean, at this would, point, he would, he's very brittle at that point. <laughs> it's like a uh, peanut brittle. Oh, you know? man. He is so like, yeah, you could really. <laughs> You can do fucking damage. So prosecutors say that Lynn and Kirk Ritter, who are both 61, continued depositing and spending from Carol's bank account even while his body became mummified on a bed in the home. How long was he on the bed? So they moved him out and... They moved him out, like, I don't know, maybe a month early. And then he, like, started to mummify. And then they called the police, like, yeah, he died last night. And the police were like, no, dude. He's, he's, uh, he looks like King Tut right now. He's not been dead for. Yeah, this dude's wrapped and embalmed. What the fuck are you talking about? 
That's actually crazy. This is a crazy story. Yeah. I, I hate to hear about more people shoving their uh their ops in the fridge or whatever, but like their family, dude. It's not even the ops. I mean, that's it's your like, ops. hey, I know you were my family, but I mean, you killed can... them. They're your ops, dude. I think he died naturally six years ago, and they were like, we could either tell people now or we could collect his retirement. I mean, that's actually and put him in the freezer. A smart thing to do, actually. That's yeah, I mean, up. if they were broke, this might have been the only option. This is where we're. This is the sad part about crime. america this is where you've left us it's actually never the criminal's fault that's the problem i'm a big joker didn't didn't mean it it's poverty's fault every time i just couldn't fucking believe this story dude i couldn't believe that there was any way that they could keep him and like no other family for six years was like when are we having that funeral yeah it I, I'm kind of like at a loss with this because it's I can't imagine somebody just again being dead for six years, no one you being able seen him, to. You're like, hey, is he dead? Or no is he one, Oh no, he's alive. They're just like weekend at burning him out of the freezer. No every one big holiday. is able to like corroborate it. Nobody's able to figure anything out for this guy. No, like that's so crazy all. to me. So wild. It's crazy how lonely some people are. It's crazy how desperate people can be for money. That too. That too. That too. Well, on that note, I will say thank you all so much for listening today. This is going to wrap our episode 11. Holy shit. Uh, Next week will be like three months in, dude, with episode 12. A full dozen for the the people. And, you know, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah, man. That's a lot of fucking episodes, dude. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the future. Things are looking bright. I think people are uh, with us for the the long haul so far. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, If you like the pod, make sure you share it with your your homies. Make sure you plug us to your friends if they're like, you listen to any good podcasts recently? Us, bitch. Fuck you. I'd be like, dude, I have this super lo-fi secret underground podcast that no one knows about yet. (laughs) It's the secret underground podcast, changing the name. It's beautiful and uh it's it's just so raw it's so real um everything about it is perfect you gotta listen to it that's how you should sell it to somebody that's what tell them it sucks and they'll listen to it despite you because your friends probably don't like you that much if you listen to this podcast if you listen to this podcast you're looking for friends because you're listening to us talk to each other like trying to i bet you there's times where you think you can you want to interject and you're like no you're wrong but you can't and then we're perpetually wrong to you and then if you want to let us know that just fucking email us at mnbpod at outlook.com uh come to my house go to brandon's house i'm gonna dox him right now come to my house and have words with me directly if you've got a problem (laughs) All right, everybody. We will see you next week for the stream. We have some pretty cool stuff coming up on Monday. I think we're going to unveil a new logo on Monday. So be looking out for that on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, all that fun stuff. We got the link in the bio over there. Brandon, anything before we shut it down? Nah, make sure you subscribe to YouTube because we got shit coming out, bro. Make sure you hit that link. Subscribe that to our shit. YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the bell. Make sure you know when things are going to pop up. We're going to start popping off on that thing. 100%. All right. Deuces, everybody. Deuces.